Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Thank you for the download. If you would like to hear or suggest a topic, please DM me at two inches off the ground or email me at freespiritpodcasts at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you and check out my metaphysical products at freespiritpodcasts.com to support this podcast. Okay, I hope that I have fostered an environment where I can be honest and everyone can be honest. And so I really just have to confess something to you today. And that is, my name is Jennifer and I am a clubhouse addict. I, (laughs) the first few days on clubhouse, I was completely, I couldn't get off. I mean, I was on way too much. I think I blew out my brain. I'm serious. It was just too much conversation. And anyone that doesn't know what Clubhouse is, it's a live podcasting app. So what happens is the speaker introduces a topic and then he invites people up from the audience to speak on it. So it's basically just a live podcast mixed with a conversation. And it's actually really addictive. You meet so many cool people from all over the world, so many articulate, intelligent, insightful people. And I've been really enjoying the experience and meeting actually a lot of metaphysical and spiritual people because there's a lot of metaphysical rooms. So it's been a really great experience for me. And I'm actually pleasantly surprised by it. I have five invites to Clubhouse. So if that's something you would like, definitely let me know. I can send you an invite. Down the line, I think I want to do a show on how to navigate Clubhouse for spiritual people, but I don't know if it's going to be a full episode or just maybe a 10-minute bonus episode. I want to figure out how to do a closed room and to invite maybe nine of you And then there'll be 10 of us and we'll be in a room and we can talk about, you know, a metaphysical topic you want to talk about. But I feel like I have to just study Clubhouse a little more to understand all the nuances, but I am going to do that. That is on my agenda for definitely this summer. Also to look forward to with two inches off the ground. Queen Saskia, you know her, you love her. She is returning for an episode on authenticity. Also, I will drop an extra episode to celebrate Juneteenth, which is the American holiday celebrating the emancipation of slaves in the U.S., which occurred on June 19th, 1865. This extra episode will drop the week of Juneteenth, and it will be short, around 10 minutes. I'm going to give you my recommendations for where to find authentic Black voices in podcasts, Sirius XM, and on Clubhouse, and two surprising literature recommendations. I think sometimes that Black voices, obviously I think we know get suppressed, but maybe they're working for, let's say, a white company, or they have white bosses, so these voices can't be as authentic as we want them to be, but I have found spaces where I've personally found extremely authentic voices and I'm really happy and I want to share that with you. For those of you that didn't know, I studied abroad in the West Indies. I lived in Barbados. So I've been, that's one example of a black space I've been in and it was the most enjoyable part of my whole college experience. So it's something that's really close to my heart. 
So a lot of content to look forward to. And remember to check out my other podcast, Two Minutes Off the Ground, where I give you a daily two-minute message from Source that aligns with today's topic. Today's topic is how to run a metaphysical business. I know you saw the topic today and you're saying, well, Jennifer just started this venture. She's not Oprah. So how can she tell me to run a metaphysical business? You make a good point. I am not coming to you from an expert point of view. I am coming to you from a potential client point of view. And I want to talk about some stories about my experience with metaphysical business people, and especially when I want to patronize their business and give you some really good insight, I hope. What makes a good metaphysical or spiritual business person? And when I talk about metaphysical or spiritual businesses, I'm talking about anything from being a channeler to an animal communicator, psychic, intuitive, past life reader, you can be a yoga teacher, spiritual coach, you can be a life coach. There are so many ways as long as you include the metaphysical and the spiritual in your business. The number one quality for being a good metaphysical business person, in my humble opinion, is being grounded. Someone had recommended to me a spiritual business coach. So I wrote to this spiritual business coach and long story short, she never wrote me back. So it's been six weeks. I still haven't had my email answered. I still haven't had a DM answered. I only gave her one DM, one email. They were all very nice, very short, very appreciative and grateful saying thank you. Never heard back. So this person who suggested this told me that this spiritual coach is no longer doing that service. She's concentrating on the other part of her business. Here's where I think she dropped the ball. I think she should have written me back and said, listen, I'm not doing that part of the business anymore, but I'm still doing this part of the business. And would you be interested? I'd love to send you some information. That would have been great. I think that would have been the smart metaphysical business person thing to do. And she did not do that. So now I can't recommend her to anyone. You know, I, even if I wasn't interested in that second part of her business, I could have said, okay, she wrote back to me in a timely manner. She was smart enough to suggest another option for me. And great, I can recommend her to someone else. But now I can't, I can't recommend this person. I found it very interesting that I was going to pay her to be my spiritual business coach when, with all due respect, she can't even answer an email and a DM. My next example is I had someone ask me to do a house clearing, and I hate to say the word and bring up the word, but of a poltergeist. And I don't know how to do those things. That is not my wheelhouse and nor do I want to do that. <laughs> I think that's a pretty scary thing to do, but there are people that do it. And the person was in a remote area and I found two women that were able to do it. And I talked to those two women and I said, listen, charge this woman as much as you want. I mean, you're going out, you're traveling there, you're, you're going to clear her house for her and her family you're doing an incredible service. And they said, okay, great. I got their emails and the woman wrote to these two women, never heard back. So these two house clearers, paranormal investigators left 
thousands of dollars on the table. And from my understanding, I don't think they were in the financial position to leave thousands of dollars on the table. And when I talked to them, they seemed interested in the project. So it wasn't something where they were saying, no, we want to stay away from it. We're not interested. It wasn't like that. The reason I'm telling you these stories is I feel to be a really good metaphysical business person to really run your own business. You have to be grounded enough to perform the 3D business practices. I know that it's not always everyone's favorite thing to do. I know it's, you know, your favorite thing or my favorite thing to be in meditation or to be visualizing or to be in contact with spirit or to be communicating with the animals. I understand that, but you have to live a little bit in this 3D world and you have to answer emails and DMs on time because if you don't, people are just going to move on. And also you don't want to give yourself a non-business-like reputation. So it's so important to be grounded as a metaphysical person. And if you feel like you're someone who this is a struggle for you, maybe you're amazing at what you do, but just the business part you need to work on a little bit, really think about going into that root chakra, right? Going into that grounded root chakra and doing some work there because that will propel your business. If you're already amazing, at the actual skill of what you do, then I urge you to look up root chakra chants, to look up meditations, to look up binormal beats, to contact someone who's an energy healer who can help you with your root chakra. Once you ground yourself with the 3D part of the business, I think your business would just soar. Now, what happens if, let's say innocently, you just, by accident, you missed an email. By accident, you missed a DM. How do you rectify the situation? Well, guess what? Yours truly, I did that, I messed up, and I had to rectify a situation. When I moved to my farm, I thought it would be a great place to have weddings and big events. And then I had a wedding planner come and she said to me, oh yeah, um, we can fit 175 people on this property. No, it wasn't my thing. As you guys know, I have cows, I have dogs. I don't want any of these animals to be scared or get injured by a drunk person or something horrendous happened. So I pulled back on all of that and I still have small metaphysical events on the property. I may have an event or two, maybe a tiny wedding, but no, we're not going down that road. What happened was I had a yoga teacher reach out to me, DM me, and she asked me about coming to see my event space. Well, guess what? What happens on Instagram is sometimes there's the general message box and I, a lot of the times, do not see the messages or get notifications for the general message box. And by the way, I have shut off all notifications on my phone, so that doesn't help. I never saw it. Just by dumb luck, I saw it one day and I said, oh my God, I haven't written back to her and it's been a month. So how bad do you think I felt? I immediately wrote back to her. I explained the situation. I apologized up and down and I told her to rectify the situation. I will do anything you need. I will make phone calls on your behalf. I will literally go into town and knock on doors to try to find you in an event space. I'll do whatever I can. And she wrote me back a really nice response and just said, I'm sorry, my dog cannot stop moving around. Jake, do you want to sit down? 
thank you so much. That's nice. She wrote me back a really nice response and she just said to me, listen, I ended up finding a space. Thank you so much for writing me back. I really appreciate your help. All the best. That's a perfect example of the universe just working out, right? It just worked out. I was going to rectify the situation up and down as much as I can. I am not perfect, but I certainly did not want my name to be spread around as someone who's flighty or flaky or doesn't answer DMs or emails. So just keep that in mind. Keep grounded. Number two, be respectful of your community. I had asked someone to be a guest on my podcast. In fact, I think for this episode, and I never heard a response back from her. Normally, whatever, right? Normally you're like, okay, get over it. You're not that, <laughs> you're not that important, which I totally agree. Here's the issue. Here's the catch 22. I have spent thousands of dollars supporting this woman in her business. Now, For those of you that live in my area, you don't know her. I'm talking about someone from a long time ago, so she doesn't live in our area. (laughs) Not gossiping about anyone in our area. But this was someone years ago, I spent, I remember one year I spent $900 on her yoga studio, having a yoga card for the year. I also remember I went on a out of country retreat with her and I spent thousands on that airfare, food, you get the point, lodging, blah, blah, blah. And the fact that she didn't even have the courtesy to write me back when I spent thousands on her and her business, I believe that she should have at least responded to me in a timely manner. You know what? She doesn't like me. She doesn't like my podcast. I'm good. I'm cool. I'm a big girl. But I think she should have written back to me and in a timely manner said, hey, you know what? I don't think this is quite for me, but can I support you in a different way since you've supported me so much throughout the years? For me, her not responding, I felt that showed me her character. And I always felt something was a little off about her and that just answered the question. And it was kind of a weird week when that happened because I was cleaning house with not only her, but there was another woman that I won't go into the story maybe another time, but I felt something was a little off and she showed me her true colors. She actually showed me and my husband her true colors and, um, that energy is out of my life. So just remember to be respectful of your community. If they have shown up, if they have supported you, then you really need to think about supporting them back. And if you don't have the financial support to give them, then ask them, you know, I I don't have the money right now, but please tell me how I can support you. And if it's a situation where maybe you've fallen out of favor with the person or you just don't feel they're on the right vibration or energy for you now, then there's a way I really think you can figure out still how to support them, but maybe do it from a distance. So let's say you have a blog or you have a newsletter that goes out or you have something like that where you can say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to put your service in the newsletter and just let it be that. Again, be respectful of your community, the people who have supported you and continue to support you. Number three, this is a big one for all of us. This is a huge one. So I want everyone to listen up. Use money as an exchange of energy, offering things for free. And I'm talking about more group settings such as workshops or group classes. I feel 
can attract the wrong crowd. And I believe it was my, and I'm going to mention her later in this podcast as well, my wonderful women's circle shaman, Terry Lundquist, I think she put it a perfect way. She said to me in one of the circles that when you offer something for free, it's just someone looking for something to do for that night. It's not someone who's committed to the spiritual aspect or the group. So you have to know what to offer for free. And that's something you have to decide. Let's take me, for example. I offer three podcasts for free, right? I offer this one, two minutes off the ground, and I also offer the corporate flight attendant podcast. So I offer three of those. I try to drive people to my website. I say donate and you hear me say, hey, I have products for you. And that's where the money part comes in, right? And you're supporting what you're listening to and you're supporting your own spiritual growth. And I do the same when I go to a workshop. I do the same when I go to women's circles and psychic circles and the whole thing. I like the exchange of money as energy. Also remember, and this is so important, this is so important and I really... Source really wants you to understand this concept. You are changing a life. You should be offering a good amount of money, whatever you feel is right for you, for your services, because you are changing a life. No one can do it but you. And I just made this little speech on Clubhouse with a bunch of spiritual people, and they liked that I said that because it's true. I gave the example I always give of I had that big psychic reading in January 2020 and I haven't had another big psychic reading since because I didn't need it. Did I pay a lot for it? Hell yeah. Did it help me and put me on the right path? Absolutely. I am so glad I paid hundreds of dollars for that reading and it was so worth it and no one could have done that for me besides this particular psychic and that's you. You know, no one can do that for you besides you. I just contacted someone today who's a trauma healer. This person, I am glad to pay a certain amount of money for her services because guess what? She's worth it. And I appreciate those services because I have looked around you guys and I cannot find anyone who does what she does. I have looked up and down. I just took a walk with my friend Joe and asked him his opinion. He knows so many metaphysical people in this area. He is the connector. And he told me, go to her because I, I, I don't have a suggestion for you. So you are invaluable. Your services are invaluable. You are here on this earth to change a life. Charge for it. If you're someone that you're listening to this, and I just heard someone on Clubhouse talking about this, that you are hesitant to give a monetary value to your services, you feel badly doing it. That is something you really need to delve into on a confidence level. And what I want you to do, the first thing I want you to do is ask for a donation, okay? Ask for a donation. Let's say you're having a psychic circle in two weeks ask for a donation. And what you do is you can give an amount. My yoga teacher does this well. Again, the woman Terry I just mentioned, she does this well. They give an amount. They say, I'm going to just say an arbitrary amount. They say something like, okay, please donate between $25 and $50, whatever you feel is best. And then you donate whatever you feel is best. And that makes it so happy for your clients because the expectation is there upfront. There is an upfront expectation to pay before they attend. It makes things a lot clearer. There is an exchange of energy there. 
that person is going to be spiritually committed to the group. So you are doing the right thing. And I urge you to put an amount attached to it. Don't just say donate whatever you want because people get confused. Give a scale for them. Also, I want to say when you're doing these groups, along with asking for a donation, I would also say include a code of ethics for the group. They do this in Clubhouse. Again, I'm mentioning your third time. I, Terry, if you're listening, I, I want some kickback on this. I want some money on this. But um, Terry does this really well. She's holding these women's circles where I can't get the Zoom link until I pay. And I love that because I'm like, it's, it's an upfront business. I love it. And in fact, she had done a different payment system in the past and she moved to this and I was literally two days from emailing her and being like, how do I pay you now? I'm so confused. And she just, boom, she made it up front. Then you get the Zoom link. And I think that's great. Also think about a code of ethics to be attached to that. Because sometimes with these groups and these workshops, as wonderful as they are, you can unintentionally, and it's not something you did wrong, but attract an energy vampire. You can attract someone who just wants to suck the energy of the group and you need to avoid that. All members of the group need to be respectful of other members and especially you. You don't want someone to hijack a group. I have seen that situation happen. I did not return to the group because of it because the workshop leader just let the person hijack the group instead of pulling her aside and you could tell everyone was annoyed. Think about what you want to write, write it from your heart, your code of ethics. That's the best way I've seen it done. And then have everyone sign off on it before they join that group or workshop. That is what I've seen that works the best. And that goes along with asking for money up front, right? And the last thing I want to say on this subject, if you are already charging a fee and want to raise your price, do it. Just do it. Like Nike, just do it, right? I have a metaphysical friend who is amazing at what she does. And I met her because she did Reiki on me. She's phenomenal. She does the Reiki. She sits with you an hour afterward, talks to you about the experience, tells you all the insights, and then she types up a report for you. It is so much love and effort put into these services. And I told her, I was pretty blunt. I said, you need to raise your prices. This was me as a client saying that. She did. She increased her prices and guess what? Her clients stayed and she got more clients and she's doing great. So raise your prices to where you feel comfortable with. Remember, you are changing a life and you are the only person who can do this. Number four. Oh, I love this one. Number four, create a tagline for your business. Now, this is me <laughs> coming from my 10 years in publishing, right? A tagline is that little saying that you attach to. It can be a movie, right? A TV show. It's just a little tagline. And it's the smartest thing you can do because when you are in a business forum, when you are talking to people at a cocktail party, when you are on Clubhouse, you can simply say your tagline and boom. I am a metaphysical podcaster who is building a brand and my podcast, Two Inches Off the Ground, is where the metaphysical meets the practical. Done. I have it memorized. I'm good. 
I can go into any group and I can just, boom, I can say it. And that helps you so much on social media. That helps you so much on apps. That helps you so much in person. So think about that tagline because even if you're just in a workshop, they may go around the group and they may say, hey, what do you do? Because you know, you're all spiritual people. So what do you do? What do you do? And boom, you have the tagline. There's no questions. You get people intrigued. I think that's the best thing to do. I want to give a shout out to someone I met on Clubhouse. Her name is Cheryl Bradley, and she is a spiritual coach, and she has the most memorable tagline. She calls herself the Blonde Yoda, and I'm including her in this podcast today because of that, because I remember her. I remember her name. I have heard a lot of people now on Clubhouse, but I remember her because she is the Blonde Yoda, and I like what she says, so I would recommend her you know, as a spiritual coach to someone because I like everything she was saying. I thought she was really insightful, but that is a good example because you think about that and you're like, oh, okay, I understand what I'm getting. Oh, I'm getting someone super guru and insightful and can help me change my life. Boom, done. Number five, research and patronize successful metaphysical business people. We all need examples to look up to. And luckily I'm in a big metaphysical community where I have these examples all around me. I'm surrounded by amazing people and I am going to share that list with you right now. I just mentioned her, again, Terry Lundquist. She is a shaman and mystic who runs the best women's circles I've personally seen. And by the way, all these people and their businesses, I will put them in the show notes. Saskia Shaken, she's a public speaking coach who thoroughly discusses authenticity and the law of attraction in her book. We know her as Queen Saskia. She's coming back, I think, next week. Joe Moscato, who, man, if you're if you're around this area, you know Joe. He is he is a legend in this area. His website is forthcoming. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, DM me. I will get you in contact with Joe. He is a Reiki practitioner and he also successfully ran a beloved cafe with metaphysical events. It was one of the dopest things I've ever seen in my entire life. And he Man, he knows how to run a metaphysical event. So if you need a consultant for that, if you need someone to help you with that, definitely contact me and I will get you in contact with Joe. And he's amazing. I've mentioned her before, Jenny Chaparelli. She is a Reiki massage therapist who is highly sought after in her field. And now with COVID opening, you can see her in person. She she is, man, she is such a good business person. So definitely look at her site. Deborah Graham, sorry you guys, you hear me say her all the time. Sirius XM Psychic, whose assistant, assistant is beyond phenomenal and communicates with you every step of the way. When I had that reading done with Deborah Graham over the phone, her assistant was on it. I wanted to change the dates or something like that. And her assistant called me back immediately. I think she called me and she texted me. She's right on it. Deborah Graham was a little late getting into the call. The assistant texted me, said she'll be right there, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was very, very impressive. So I will put everyone's information in the show notes so you can look at some of these great examples of how to run a metaphysical business. They are all amazing. I highly recommend. Oh, and I have a bonus for you. You thought I was going to stop on number five. See, I zig and then I zag and then you know what I'm saying. 
If you want to increase your clients or let's say your podcast numbers, that would be me, right? Uh, there's a meditation on the website, Oren Daben, weird name. I will put it in the show notes. And the meditation is called public recognition. It's 22 minutes and it's $7. Supposedly when you do this meditation, it really helps increase the right kind of clients to come your way. Another wonderful and incredible businesswoman is Zara Starchild. And she is an incredible past life reader and intuitive. I have been to her psychic circles. I am beyond impressed by her. And she says it works really well for her and she has an amazing following. So I will put her in the show notes. And something else I wanted to say that Zara said, I cannot take credit for this, is she said it also puts out the intention for people to show up who are doing the work, which I love. Instead of, you know, maybe if you're looking to have a coaching package, right? You're looking for people to come back over a series because you want people to do the work. Let's say you're a spiritual coach and you offer a package of five sessions because you know from experience that's what works best. So you want to attract the client that is going to buy this package deal. Not because you're just desperate for the money. I don't mean it that way. Because you want to change someone's life and you're doing it with the intentionality of, hey, you know what? I want you to follow through on this and do the work with me. So Zara says that this meditation really helps with that. I'm gonna be honest with you, I have not done it yet because I've just been doing other things, but I am going to do it because I did buy it when I do it, I will tell you my results. I think that would be fun. At the end of the day, think like a customer, think about the law of attraction and how you would like to be treated. Stay grounded, be respectful, charge for your services, create a tagline and do your research and do the meditation. And you're well on your way to running an amazing metaphysical business. And remember to tune in to my other podcast, Two Minutes Off the Ground, because I am going to continue the conversation on there in the form of daily two-minute messages from Source. Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground. <laughs>